hey, what we're doing today, we're going to do a little podcast about some TV shows. What kind of shows? Maybe okay. some of them are going to be good. I don't get slam poetry. Is that, is, um, is it, am I uncultured? I don't, I don't think you're uncultured. And also probably I'm uncultured if I think slam poetry is kind of just like hip hoppy rhyming. Because I don't think it is now that I'm really thinking about it. I think <laughs> it's just like poetry that doesn't have a, uh, you know, like a real st- like verse structure. Yeah, it's lazy I poetry. <laughs> yeah, I think it's lazy poetry. Poetry slam. Okay, well now I don't even know what I'm... A poetry slam is just a bunch of poets doing some poetry. What am I thinking of? Beat slam poetry. poetry. Reverse those words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's poetry. Um, All right. Shall let's we? Do let's do it. And now it's time for Steamy Potential. A podcast about great ideas for terrible TV shows. It's your hosts, Nick and Daniel. And welcome to another episode of Steamy Potential. Wow. What a name. What yes. a hell of a name. Right. Are you happy with that name? Where'd you land on that? Um, like I'm, uh, I think I'm kind of used to it now. Mm. Yeah, it's really like a new pair of shoes, this name. Yeah. It's not, it's a rough ride at the start. It's like in going to a new school. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. I miss my old school, but yeah. Yeah, I had too many friends in my old school and I wasn't learning anything. But now. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you kept getting moved? <laughs> I've just got too many friends. <laughs> Nick, we're pulling you out again. You've <laughs> made too many friends again. If you have no friends, then what are you going to do? Study. Learn. Yeah. Books will be your friends. Wow. We had different lives, didn't we? And the older you get, the harder it is to make friends. So I guess. Mm-hmm. So you get smarter the older you get. Yeah. And Steamy <laughs> Potential is taking the world by storm. The sure name is. that is. The podcast is still wallowing in obscurity, but um, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, One episode at a time. We are, we are. So the premise of this show, if you are joining us for the first time, is that we pitch ideas for television shows. We pitch a pilot and we then talk about whether or not it is possible for this to get made and why it would fail. Uh, And we're looking to try and get a hundred different television show ideas uh, before... We die. We die. Mm -hmm. Try and knock them out. And we are very excited because, of course, the... Um, glitz and glamour of the world stage has hit us yesterday. When the fuck were these bad boys? These Emmys. I think they day were. before. Were they on a Sunday in America? Um, yeah, I guess they were. Well, regardless, whenever you're listening to this, they were in the far distant past. That's right. By the time we release this. But to us, they are still in our short-term memory. They are fresh. Um, fresh. It's, it's a fresh topic for us, and that's why we're hitting it hard. Dan, do uh, you love it's the our Emmys? night? <laughs> it is. This is tonight's our night. I know you can't see us, tonight's but our night. Dan and I are wearing our nicest t-shirts. Elegant, yes, like backless. <laughs> you can see all the way down to the back. Yeah, and beyond. Yeah, you can see. The I'm wearing a crackless, a crackless dress. <laughs> you can see all the way deep into the hole. Yeah, yeah. Everyone can see that uh, that little hairy bit. In the small of of my back, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, random patch of Nick hair. Conway <laughs> stunned at this year's Emmys as he showed his little welcome mat <laughs> <laughs> and shaved it on the red carpet. <laughs> this tiny furry patch that exists on an otherwise <laughs> bald pale man's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smooth as a baby. Um, and that's why we show it off. That's right. Yeah, I I love the Emmys. I mean, well, normally I, I watch them and I, or at least I watch the rerun and I, I think like this encapsulates my year of TV. Like I ref- this reflects well on my, my past year. But this year I didn't really watch many of the shows. Did you watch many of these fucking shows? You see, I, I, <laughs> I'd never heard of any of them. <laughs> <laughs> We're the worst TV show pilot <laughs> podcast ever. Yeah, we're talking about making TV shows. I haven't well, seen any. good shows. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I, I guess 
I mean, I'm caught in this loop where I seem to be watching TV shows that I've seen before or TV shows that I haven't watched in, uh, I haven't watched in like, you know, a decade. Like I've started watching like Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. Great. Uh, Cause yeah. I loved it when I was like young and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what it's like now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, right. So you're in like nostalgia city. Yeah. I mean, and I think, yeah, I'm in nostalgia trying city. Trying to keep up to date. Yeah. Which is, yeah, just. Just heads up. Although There's I, nothing wrong with that. I did find out recently that it was a bit of a toxic work culture at, uh, on the set of Buffy, which is really? a shame. I don't, I don't want it to ruin what is the excellent work of the rest of the team. It was just like kind of coming from was it one jo- Was person. it Joss? Yeah, it was Joss. It was old Joss. Hmm. Really? I always thought of him as a As a champion guy, of the people. Maybe not. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of the thing. Like, he, like a lot of all these people are saying that he kind of hid behind this uh, facade of like... Oh, I'm, you know, writing these very pro-feminist uh, kind of mm. characters and TV show ideas and kind of championing like that. powerful leading ladies. Yeah, and so you yep. know, which which he was. I mean, he did, and, and Buffy is, is mm-hmm. proof of that. And it's a female-dominant cast, which is probably something that wasn't very common in the late 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, but then the people saying, yeah, he was like, that was kind of his, yeah. But in, in actuality, he was quite tough to work with. But then, like, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I'd, I'd hate that to get in the way of the good work of everyone else on that on that set, you know, mm. you know, like Sarah Michelle Gellar's like, yeah, you know, like I'm proud. She's, you know, came out and said, I'm proud to have my name next to Buffy Summers, but you know, not everything was good about it. Mm. Which is like, yeah, I guess, like, yeah, I mean, sh- well, Whedon, I guess, Whedon, Whedon not has sure. hard to know. I guess his name has fallen out of favor with with this with the Justice League thing, but I. And and just as I was trying to remember who the other the, the Justice League Snyder cut, and I was like, "Hey, did Rob Snyder direct that?" No, it was actually um, Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> but that's a shame <laughs> that Buffy. It's it's always a bummer to like watch TV shows knowing that behind the scenes they're maybe not having a great time, and then trying to f- see it in the the scenes, right? Yeah, to see if you can detect it. And and yeah, exactly. And even if it's not there. You, 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 it's gonna poison the well a bit, I think. And the other, the other thing is, there's there was like a disagreement between um, a cast member and Joss, and so they they booted that cast member off off the TV show, which for oh, me kind of ruins the TV show a bit because then like the stories of this of these characters and of that particular mm. character is no longer like what's best for the TV show. It's no longer like mm. their true story now. arc. It's like no, this is just mm. like behind the scenes and that mm. i think that is like kind of like that that ruins it a bit yeah that's a real bummer um but probably the emmy award-winning shows that we see this year are uh, kind of flawless in our sort of more um woke world where we're paying attention to actors as people yes not as objects that need to be just directed around and moved around scenes right yeah I hope, but yeah, it turns out that, that the uh, the British took most of the, the accolades this year, which is really nice for them and kind of speaks to maybe America just being really not in the mood to have a good time and maybe Britain <laughs> is stepping up to the plate a bit more. Yeah, it's about time as well. Brit, England, England it's deserves It's about a, time. Deserves a win. Yeah. Yeah, they've just been stewing away in their little corner of the world for the last few thousand years and now they, they need a, a moment to shine. Um. The Crown, huge. Crown deserved it. Wait, have you? are you up to date with The Crown? I haven't seen any Crown ever. Okay. This whole kind of segment's just going to be like drawing teeth, isn't it? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did yes. you, wait, did you watch... Um, <laughs> it's just, just a series of did you watches. And no, <laughs> did, no, but did you watch uh, Queen's and Gambit? No. Okay, great. Perfect. I'm telling you now... Um, I've watched no TV shows that were at the Emmys. <laughs> okay, let me... Here's a game. Okay. Um, did you watch... Um, okay, so give me your version of what you think Queen's Gambit is about. Okay, and I know nothing about the Queen's Gambit other than... Perfect. ...the title. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, where is the apostrophe? Are there more than one queen? Yeah. And what the hell? Is a gambit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, now you're looking up the word gambit. <laughs> I have never heard that word before in my life. 
Gambit? What context would have I ever heard Gambit? Uh, it's a good question. So, I guess, is it it's a chess thing, right? Is it a chess thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a chess thing. Good. I need to look it up. I don't know. Yeah, well, no, but don't look it up. So, Gambit okay. is just a move. A kind of a move. Okay, it's a kind of a move. Um, yeah. Okay, then, knowing that now, the Queen's move, mm-hmm. it's about the Queen of mm-hmm. England. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And her... Olivia Coleman. Making some 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 changes. The first it's about the first Queen of England and her making some changes in the England, the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the main bit of the it. The main bit of it in like I guess yeah. because the Queen, Church, and Parliament used to be all kind of one thing back in the day. This is sounding pretty good. And it's about her making I don't know maybe. Trailblazing. It's about her trailblazing. Her big move and the pushbacks mm. that she's going to have. That's a guess. There you go. What's that? How close was I? That's cool. Where, where's chess fit into it? Well, I I guess a chess is kind of like a, you know, you got to be a, make clever moves. So I guess it's, you know, mm. about her, you know, it's about cornering your opponent and outsmarting them. So that's what I'm guessing. She's got to like. Okay. She's kind of got a bit of a chess thing. Like there's just a theme of chess. There's, well, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's more of an analogy than it is a. Okay, there's no moment a, where chess is seen. I mean, she mentioned. may play a game of chess. I like without once again without seeing any of it, I can see like yeah. um, kind of a narration happening at like the mm-hmm. end of each episode as it like strings come on, dun, 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 dun. Mm-hmm. and sometimes like her being like, and sometimes one. Must <laughs> no, she narrates it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, and sometimes <laughs> one must play their pawn in the right place. Or to lose yeah. a pawn, to let another one <laughs> step up to the table. I'll put strings in after this. And then she yeah. like moves the chess piece. And it's like, and sometimes you must do that to win. And then it ends. Then it's like, oh, mm. cliffhanger. How close That's pretty I? good. What am I? What am I touching something? Um, I don't know what the Venn, like how to represent this as a Venn diagram, but there is zero, zero overlap between all the things you just said. And all the things that um, the people in the Queen's Gambit said um, okay. about what the Queen's Gambit is about. Um, Have you seen the Queen's Gambit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, good, good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty bin. Pretty bingeable. Um, pretty. It's a, like a fiction. Well, we don't have to deeply go into it, but let's just say you were uh, like a far miss, okay. distant, distant miss. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Queen? Is it about the invention of chess? <laughs> it's. It's. Um, a young girl in um, like Midwest America who comes of age and she loses her parents in a car accident and then and so gets addicted to pills and becomes an extremely like kind of hallucinates how to make chess moves and then becomes like a world champion chess player. Spoilers. Um, it's not really a spoiler. I mean, she's obviously brilliant and uh, like a prodigy at it. Like you can tell it's heading um, in that direction, but yes, technically a spoiler, isn't it? I guess technically spoilers. Um, in so much that that is a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Only in as much as it it is what happens <laughs> it towards the towards kind of <laughs> climactic moment <laughs> of the show. Um, but, y- but but to be fair, I guess it's it's interesting be fair, because now it's you've said it, yeah. <laughs> we'll bleep it out of your memory, Nick. Um, old men in black, you. I'm worried about the dozens uh, of fans <laughs> who haven't seen this show. Yeah, it was interesting because it's it comes across as a a true story, but it's it's not at all. I mean, it's it's just straight up fiction. Um, but it really feels like you kept I kept thinking. I only looked it up afterwards because I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. <laughs> you know, I kind of keep that sort of as a sacred thing. I don't like to spoil TV <laughs> shows, but uh, I looked it up afterwards, and yeah, it's just just blatant fiction. I don't think it's really based on any particular historical character, which is nice. It's just like pure work of imagination. That is nice, and and I think that is mm. representative of like the best stories, which are ones that are like, wait, is this real? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's or so many sucks you in so well. shows and 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 movies, especially musicals. It really bugs me these days that it's it's almost impossible to find a a musical that is from someone's head. It's always based on a movie or a book or a historical event. Yeah, that's anyway. True. That's we're, my own. We're, we're heading that. Direction. My own extra. Um, we we should um 
We should probably explain what the premise of this particular Emmy special is. Yeah, we should. So to celebrate our night of nights, mm. the night we love most, our Christmas. Our favorite night. You know, Christians get Christmas, uh, Jewish people get Jewish Christmas, and we get the Emmys. That's right. As TV TV. TVians, TV lovers. Keep in mind that none Te- of tele- us have tele- seen the Emmys. Nor oh, great! Thank you. Great. Um, yeah, <laughs> Keep in mind. just I mean, just like how Christians don't really know the story of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. don't really watch. I the, celebrate the Christmas, play that is but, the <laughs> but I yeah, precisely. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I haven't properly gone to church, aka watched the exactly. Emmys in a decade. Yeah, we're non-practicing televangelists. televangelists. So the idea is. To we each, what do we settle? <laughs> and it's an Emmy war, right? We just each it's pick a fuckload of concepts that are popular in the Emmys and just go so, fisticuffs at each other. Basically, the the competition here is we have to try and create the TV show that will win the most Emmy. Mm-hmm. And I guess it means it's got to fit in a bunch of boxes, and you're gonna have to get a bunch of whatever in to try and like win, uh, like you know, best. Uh, comedy series, best drama series, best reality series, best documentary series, uh, you know, best co- costume design, best musical score. You know, all these these different awards that exist. It's like, how do you collect the most? The most ever mm. collected in a single year mm-hmm. is Game of Thrones. Collected 12 wow. Emmys. Yeah, 12 Emmys. And the, most, research. and the most wins for a comedy series in a single year with mm-hmm. nine wins. Shit's Creek. Oh, can I guess? No, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, yes. Sp- spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. That's in a single um, year. That's, again, I know we've ground, like, we've smashed Shit's Creek, but is it that good? How does that deserve Nine. the most, like, record-setting? <laughs> yeah, outrageous. Yeah. Certainly in 2020, okay. when yeah. I found the series to be tiresome. But I'm mm. clearly very much in the wrong in that regard. Yeah, you're wrong. Very much so. It won nine. Eugene Levy is right. I saw yeah. an episode and like this hasn't made me laugh once. And I love mm. Eugene Levy. Love him. Yeah. Love big yeah. big American pie guy. Um. So nine, nine. And but imagine wow. if Game of Thrones was a comedy as well. You know how many mm. how many wins could have it picked up? I wonder. Um. Mm. Just while we're on the more. topic, uh, fun fact: uh, Who has yeah. won the most wins for a comedy series over its lifetime? Can you guess which TV? series is the most prolific in terms of Emmy wins for comedy? Um, fuck, I don't know. It's so hard to know with the Emmys because like, I'm, I think sitcoms as like awesome and deserve all the Emmys like a Seinfeld or something. But I'm also thinking like they tend towards more dramedy stuff. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'll stick with Seinfeld. Seinfeld's so, so, so probably a strong guess. It's actually Frasier. Oh, yeah, right. With as in Kelsey Grammer himself won the most? Or <laughs> um, like the show of Frasier? No, the show itself, yeah. <laughs> Okay. The show one. I'm sure Kelsey won a bunch. Yeah. Um, as best well as score. Yeah. Yeah. Best score. Well, it was a pretty good yeah. score. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. Yeah. yeah. True. One thirty-seven over its lifetime. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. There you go. So that's what we're trying to do here. Come up with Emmy bait with Frasier. Yeah. Do you want to fire the first over the bow? Absolutely. All right. Here is my Emmy bait. <laughs> 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 Can I say that? <laughs> I'm going to have to put so much explicit warnings on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, uh, this TV show is called Be Like Bradbury. Mm-hmm. In this live action, part documentary, part reality TV series, drama D, <laughs> we, live mm-hmm. the, we relive the drama and comedy of the Stephen Bradbury gold medal race at the 2002 mm. Winter Olympics. Stephen Bradbury, for those who don't know, is an Australian speed skater who won gold in the men's 1,000 meter speed skate. Uh, Bradbury, who was a fair, was last by a fair distance, and managed to slide to the gold position when all, all of the other skaters fell over on the last corner. <laughs> yes. Can't make that shit up. <laughs> yeah. <You know, laughs> Drama, yes. Stephen Bradbury was attempting to achieve his greatest feat, something he had worked so hard for his entire life. Comedy, yes. He won because everyone in front of him fell over because he was losing so badly. (laughs) 
so so far behind. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even involved in the crash. <laughs> that he wasn't. It he was well up out of harm's way. Everyone, <laughs> every single person fell over, and you can watch yeah. them scramble for the line on their like on all fours. <laughs> <laughs> this miniseries slash docuseries slash reality TV dramedy follows Stephen Bradbury in his lead up to the 2002 Olympics. The training, the tears, the hard work. In this Emmy-winning television show, we see the many mm -hmm. faces of Stephen Bradbury. These aspects of Bradbury's personality are portrayed by six actors. Brad Pitt, Scarlett Johansson, Matt Damon, <laughs> Julia Roberts, <laughs> Robert De Niro, mm -hmm. and Rebel Wilson. In a bold and artistic maneuver, each actor will be on the screen at the same time, conflicting with each other like the internal struggles of Bradbury. Real interview excerpts of Bradbury are interspersed throughout the heavily scripted TV series. The final episode, we come to our climax at the final gold medal race. This episode is a reality show where our six Bradbury actors will compete uh, in a 1,000 meter speed skate race to win 20,000 Australian dollars. <laughs> Who will win? Who will keep standing and demonstrate their method acting abilities? One thing's for sure, it will be dramatic and hilarious. The costumes for this beautiful television show will be made from the clothes of all the Olympians from the 2002 Olympics, stolen from the athletes' houses and used to recreate Olympic outfits as a kind of hodgepodge of clothes, like a, a Buffalo Bill suit of clothes to make a skin-tight mm -hmm. skater's outfit. The music will be scored by Randy Newman in its acclaimed return mm -hmm. to scores since Toy Story 5. And plot twist... Stephen Bradbury is a robot from the future, so it's also a heavy genre sci-fi. <laughs> Famously not a category of the Emmys, but still <laughs> very important nonetheless, just in case it becomes a category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you never know when they're going to introduce it. Uh, that is Be Like Bradbury. That's Be Like Bradbury. Shit. A lot in it's, that explanation. It's everything. <laughs> it's everything and and more. Okay, so it's literally ticking off every possible box in the Emmys, so that's good. We can at least nominate it for all those categories. That's mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, since we're almost there, can we just squeeze in, like, can we get a little talk show? Can one of, half of an episode be, like, a live broadcasted interview with one of the Bradbury's and, and also another Bradbury interviews the Bradbury, and uh, it technically qualifies as a live broadcasted like with a live audience talk show? Yeah, yeah, we'll get like an interview of Bradbury on Jimmy Kimmel mm. about making this, about being halfway through <laughs> yeah, exactly. making this TV I mean, show. Basically the, um, actually it feels a lot like the Joaquin Phoenix movie. Oh, I'm still get around here? That? Yeah, I'm still here. I I'm still Bradbury. loved the idea, but um, mm. I didn't enjoy the film much. Poor execution. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, it's really, really bad. Yeah. It's always always pooping on each other. <laughs> um, okay, this is this is good. So all of these characters at various times play Bradbury, kind of the the Bob Dylan thing. Yeah. So all these. Yeah. And, and at the same time. At the same time, they're on screen together, <laughs> representing yeah. the many uh, the many aspects Facets of uh, the yeah of the intricate human kind of being an of internal struggle. Yeah. Do they go everywhere together, and do people know that? That they're all Bradbury? Do they just see a single Bradbury? Yeah, they I'm just I'm trying see... to think of, like, the... Do you ever see Heart and Soul? The one with Robert Downey Jr. And he's got all these ghost friends. And yes. wherever he goes, they have to go with him. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Is it kind of that? It's kind of that. I feel. I kind of feel like Brad Pitt is the main Bradbury. And they're all, like, mm -hmm. around talking. Talking at Bradbury. Yeah. And then Bradbury is kind of betraying whatever, I guess, whichever personality actor is the loudest at the time. Mm, damn, that's good. But of course, um, in the final episode, when yeah. all these actors compete for 20,000 Australian dollars. Yeah. These real human actors. Yeah. <laughs> these well-paid actors who are, I guess, very used to having stunt people yeah. do this kind of stuff. Who are fragile and frail, um, having yep. subsisted only in like protein bars for the last twenty years. Their bones are hollow, <laughs> like birds' bones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've got to wear rocks in their shoes so they don't float yeah. into the sky. And I guess ideally they all crash, right? Well, we keep they race for a thousand meters, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
I think they're going to fall at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's These are be not professional skaters. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> you get a bunch of celebrity on skates, they're going to fall. Oh, <laughs> we're going to give them some blunt skates as well. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have rounded bottoms. <laughs> It's going to be nigh and impossible to stay standing for this. <laughs> it's a 40-minute reality TV <laughs> live-ed thing, and like 20 minutes is them trying to figure out how to skate and Scrambling. <laughs> and getting real hurt. Yeah. for like a, It's a kilometre. <laughs> yeah. It's a kilometre <laughs> on ice. It's a long time. It's a super long way when you can't skate. Yeah. When yeah, you yeah. need, when you're like, have a, one of those penguins that you got to push along in front of you. <laughs> exactly. None of them are getting chairs. No, 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 no. Little chairs. Though they have to. <laughs> yeah. They each get a helper. To stay. The helper is a small kid. <laughs> uh, which they must adopt <laughs> and provide for, so for you've the picked, rest of their lives. You've picked, um, you know, what I guess we could charitably call movie actors for this. I mean, ostensibly television program. Um, how do you think they're going to handle the sort of TV tempo of, of, of filming and so on? I mean, they're, they're used to coming in, I guess, banging out their five days on set and then Brad Pitt goes home and, you know, lives a garish lifestyle. Whereas now they're, they're basically going to have to get drawn along for a few months of putting this, this haphazard thing together. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's not the first time that... Um, that uh that a, a movie actor's been in a TV show. I mean, there's things like um, True mm-hmm. Detective, True Detective, yeah, true. which, um, you know, Matthew I guess, you know, on reflection, after writing this, maybe I should have picked um, a bunch of Oscar winners. Yeah. You some know. of them, I guess, have won some Oscars, right? Yeah. And De Niro certainly has. Mm-hmm. I don't think Rebel Wilson has. Mm. Julia Roberts. I'm pretty sure she won one for Aaron Brockovich. Yeah. Matt Damon, not sure. Scarlett Johansson. Maybe yes, actually. I think Yes. Brad Pitt. I think probably most of them have. I mean, the weird thing about show business, let me tell you, Nick. You the me. one thing I've learned about show business <laughs> is that you, you get in the industry long enough, you're going to get an Oscar nod. And my guess is that Reb- Rebel Melanie Elizabeth Wilson probably has been nominated for an Oscar. And that breaks my heart. But let's see. Um, she did win an MTV Movie Award. <laughs> okay, here we go. She got a Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance for Jojo Rabbit. There you go. Really? You get in the get just get in this business and you just stay in it and just grind, grind day after day. And you're gonna get I mean Screen Actors Guild I think is a pretty big deal. It is the highest, finest acting Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, everyone wants to get a SAG. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, good for her. Great. Okay. Well, I mean, they're all... Yeah. Yeah, good pick. They're all kind of um, honoured... Honoured actors. And high-performing actors. That's a good start. Um, remind me what's the kind of plot of it? Well, it's about... Um, can... It's like it's like a... It's like Define the Odds piece, you know? It's mm. like a, like kind of like, a, like an Eddie the Eagle, like a... You know, it's like this, this, this character... Stephen Bradbury, who has worked hard to be an Olympian all his life, but knows that his chances of taking him the gold are, are tough and low, mm. almost zero. But yet he embodies the spirit of still giving it your all. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that he made it through to the finals race because a bunch of people fell over. <laughs> Wait, so he won the final and he qualified for the final also by... A bunch of people falling over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not everyone, but That's just great. enough people so that he could like finish third or second or something like that in the qualifier. Okay, can I then add a little Irish to it? Mm-hmm. And because one thing I noticed, and I'm also probably gonna, I'm going to use a little bit in my in my in my um pitch, but a lot of the the shows have a little bit of um kind of magic to them, or a little bit of ex- like exaggerated storytelling. Mm. Um. So is there a way that maybe an angel comes to Bradbury towards the start of the show and tells him that he's been given the power to make other people fail? And it's kind of the story of his life <laughs> and his way of succeeding in every way by just kind of causing mishaps of those that are above and in front of him. And maybe we just have maybe it doesn't have to be a big deal, maybe it's just like one episode is a flashback to him like 
becoming school captain and champion of the debate and everything and it's just like a series of people just falling over and getting <laughs> sick yeah and that's kind of his superpower but he's never quite sure if it's real <laughs> or not or if it was a dream or whatever he's constantly <laughs> yeah that yeah that's a nice kind of like uh religious aspect of it i guess Mm-hmm. An yeah. angel comes down. Is that is there a particular primetime Emmy award that involves angels? Um, what's the question? Is there something? Is, 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 is <laughs> does having oh, is an that, angel that... make you more likely <laughs> to, to win an Emmy? I don't understand the question, <laughs> and I won't respond to it. Okay, cool. Um, honestly, I feel like there was. Let me quickly find out. There was definitely something that had to do with Christmas. That one. Where was it? There was some Christmas thing. Oh, that's bizarre. Did I dream that? Emmy Award winners 21 Christmas special. Wait, <coughs> is their best Christmas special? That's I, outrageous. All I remember is seeing... Um, uh, okay, a television movie. Yeah, that's right. Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. Yeah. Um, no, that's obviously not best Christmas movie. But it is best television movie. And I feel like all good TV movies have an angel in them at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of... Uh, one good TV show or film that doesn't have an angel in it. Yeah. It's also it's a powerful driver, and I think it's something we should remember when we go to pitch our shows to high-powered executives, <sighs> is to keep in mind that we can always use the angel solution. Yeah. <laughs> so certainly organ- <laughs> we have already used it many times in musicals that we've written. <laughs> in case you need a character to get from A to B, insert an angel. Insert <laughs> an angel to explain the plot. For yeah. some reason, <laughs> for some reason, it always feels natural. You're right. There's something just about angel which people are like, yeah. Mm. And, I mean, I, feel I mean, like, I mean, that's what the Bible. It's like does, the oldest right? story in the book. It's right? like Jesus didn't know what to do. Then, yeah, that's exactly, him exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mary got pregnant, and then unto her came an angel and was like, yeah. this, this be God. Yeah, yeah. That fucking book uses the angel solution constantly. <laughs> And it is so lazy, especially because they didn't need, they had, it was the start of the story. It wasn't like halfway through, where do we go from now? They had like the whole world of options available to them and they started the story with an angel. It's extremely lazy. But do you think that that maybe they'll just like, you know, it's like just kind of warming us up to it. Just being like, like we're going to use a lot of angels and we're going to (laughs) normalize. We're going to (laughs) normalize. Look, we've already plotted out this thing. There's a lot of angels. So <laughs> we're gonna set the precedent. You know, yeah. it's Chekhov's gun. You show an angel at the start, yeah. and then people won't get annoyed if you keep showing angels exactly. up. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the rest. If you mention an angel at the start of a show, you better be prepared to kill it by the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well that's the that's the last thing. Maybe what we'll do is we'll have like a really like internal struggle because right in the last it's like this is it's all been leading up to this, you know. Predetermined mm. by God, the I big guess, race. That yeah, yeah. That Simba is going to win, and the angel's like, "You don't need me anymore. This is it." And the angel mm. lies down on the finish line, <laughs> and Stephen Bradbury and he has to slice its head <laughs> off <laughs> with a skate as it skates through. He needs to slash that angel's throat. What <laughs> <laughs> all six actors do, or depending on who makes it, yeah. In the hilarious oh, and <laughs> dramatic. It's <laughs> fucked up. I mean, <laughs> or is it just the angel just lies down in front of the people that were skating to make them fall over it? And that's the, <laughs> it's just his guardian angel and its only power is to lie down in front of people and they trip over it. <laughs> it has no other powers. <laughs> it's, just, it's just some guy. Just a <laughs> Bit of a dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only this time. Only the angels never done it when people have skates. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the angel's greatest sacrifice. Yeah. 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 Sacrifices itself. Its life. Yeah. For Olympics highest honor. Uh yeah. Okay. I think with the inclusion of an angel, uh mm. I think this might get picked up for a pitch. We got six big actors. You got the re- like the, a true story of an Australian hero. You've got yeah. Angel one. Australia is the new Britain too. 
like by next year, Britain will be so old hat. Yeah, oh, yeah. People will be looking for what's the new Britain. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you want to know what's going to be big in Australia, just look at Britain. And 12 months later, mm-hmm. Australia, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so, and in this case, it's Emmy winning. Really popular in England right now. Mm-hmm. Shall be very popular in Australia come September 2022. With maybe this show. It's got a lot of components. I'm surprised actually that it's not already something. Stephen I'm, I'm surprised Bradbury. that no one's made a film or a TV show about Stephen Bradbury. Because it's like, yeah, it's a massive joke in... And like in, yeah, in Australia, like people, it's a great story. It's like, it's, it's quintessential Australia. It's like, here's this guy yeah. who just fucking just. There is a, supposedly a film is in development called Last Man Standing, which is a pretty good name for it. Uh, it's much better um. than Be Like Bradbury. <laughs> Damn. Last Man Standing. Ah, just take that. <laughs> great. Well, I mean, That's if I good. can get it out before then. Yeah, yeah, you'll. You'll be able to bang out a TV show faster than a, a big film. Um, well, he does have an IMDb, but I guess it's just because he's been on a bunch of... <laughs> of course, he's just been a bunch of reality shows. As himself, that guy who inexplicably won a gold medal. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, and so that's my Emmy Award winner. So, Dan, you're going to have to beat winning <coughs> uh, a standing documentary or non-fiction series. Yes? Mm-hmm. Um... Outstanding comedy series, outstanding drama series, outstanding limited anthology series, uh, outstanding competition program, uh, outstanding variety talk series. Get a bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, lead actor, lead actress. Um, in And each actor will win at four. Outstanding also leader in comedy, outstanding yep. leader in drama, outstanding leader mm-hmm. in limited series mm-hmm. for or both supporting and leads for both. Mm-hmm. Actress and actor. Uh, Just because you said. Because I said. Uh, what else yep. can I get some of? Um, <laughs> you sound like a... You know when you're I'll at, take the in the final hour of like Risk or Monopoly or whatever. And you're like... Mm. Uh, and you're winning, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I'll throw... Uh, yeah, I'll throw like 50 pieces down onto like... The yeah. Katkusk and Australia. Take yep. some of those. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to roll these 12 die. Okay, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. dead. That's dead. That's dead. That's dead. <laughs> now I'm going to move over here. <laughs> Your guys are dead. Yeah. Uh, Such a good feeling. I'll take best costume, best film score. Yeah, I'll take the lot. I'll take the lot, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move over Game of Thrones with your 16 Emmy Awards because I'm going to win. You got them all. <laughs> I'm going to win three, six, 12, 14, 15, 28 Emmys. It's not bad. It's really not bad. I guess the other, the difficult thing is, yeah, no, no that'll be it. Yeah, yeah. Shoe in. And that's my Emmy Happy pitch. with that? Yeah. Um, phenomenal. If you could win them all, I would give them to you, except that mine, unfortunately, is going to scoop them all. But should we take a break first? Let's have a little break and then we'll uh, we'll come back with uh, Dan's attempt at stealing my Emmys. <laughs> my Bradbury attempt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Hey, you. Got a really cool product that you can't bloody get the word out for? Well, why not advertise here? The rates are cheap depending on how cool or shit the thing that you're trying to flog is. So get in contact with us. Steamy Potential Podcast. It'll be really cheap or not so cheap if it's crap. And welcome back to Steamy Potential Emmy Mm. episode. Today we've got a slight tweak on our idea where uh, we are pitching television shows that that is Emmy bait. That we are hoping that will collect the most Emmys. Not because they're necessarily good ideas, but just Mm -hmm. because they... Take a whole bunch of boxes. Perfect, perfectly engineered. Um, so very good entry um, and attempt, Nick. Um, I so okay. Maybe just a tiny premise is that I actually went through and found all the ones that didn't win and tried to kind of steal a little bit of those um, because I feel like if the winners have already won, I don't want to just replicate that because now people are going to be like, Ugh, more more English royalty stuff. No, 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 no. Right. Okay. So I kind of went through and, and took all like the second best ones, the concepts and prim- like uh, themes and actors and actresses, and just stole those ones. Um, so it might actually end up being just 
a show that comes like runner up in every possible category. I'm not sure. To be okay, like Bradbury, so it's um, it. yeah, <laughs> it might fall over on Angel on the way. Yeah, <laughs> slash which is a, a new expression. Trip on an angel. <laughs> Trip on an angel. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, show me what you called, got. Uh, it's called Grant Me Freedom. I'm sorry. Say it one more time. Grant me freedom. Great. Or in your language, grant me freedom. I thought you said Grammy Emil freedom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, not Grammy. Grammy award-winning <laughs> show. <laughs> oh, gee, gee. <laughs> John Legend stars. Oh, damn it! <laughs> oh, I got him mixed up. Grant me freedom. Emmy award-winning show. Um, it's the late nineties, but not as we know them. The world has changed since freedom was granted in 1997. And if you could read this description, you would notice that granted is capitalized. Well, that's because of a rush in the early 90s to find genetic markers in DNA for intelligence, appearance, disease, and design children that could be made perfectly. It was mostly a failure, but one marker clearly stood out, endurance. With a particular set of genes, scientists could perfectly predict the stamina and hardiness of a person's labor and endurance. And so a great search began for the gene pool with the greatest endurance, ending with the granting of freedom in 1997. Scientists discovered that a never-ending source of energy could be found in the DNA of Hugh Grant. Proven by his tireless string of blockbusters, Four Weddings, About a Boy, Awfully Big Adventure, Nine Months, Sense and Sensibility, Notting Hill, all winners. Grant is cloned and an entire industry is built around putting the Grants to work, mostly in manual labor. Before long, most jobs are carried out by Grants with their work providing food and income for all others, essentially defeating poverty. The world declares a Granting of Freedom Day. John, Jonathan Majors, uh, Emmy Award nominated and losing actor from um, Lovecraft Country and Liz Elizabeth Moss uh, Emmy Award nominated actress from Handmaid's Tale are married artists in New York Liz runs an art gallery and John regularly shows his paintings there it's starting to get traction one day a grant turns up with some art Liz knows she shouldn't really interact with the grant but she decides to show it at the gallery a magazine covers the opening and it's a media frenzy. You see, grants are not really allowed to produce creative work, nor have they ever shown any ability to. John is furious that Liz would let a grant into his industry when he's worked so hard to get where he is, but he still, still tries to support his wife. As John and Liz get sucked into the media furor around their grant sympathizing, they start to uncover that grants are in other areas of society who are slowly gaining power and building a grant network. They realize that if they don't act soon, the world will soon be run by middle-aged white men who all look like Hugh Grant. Grant me freedom. Emmy Award nominated TV show. All right. Sorry, I guess um, So Hugh Grant will be in this? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think we can get him. <laughs> I don't think we can get him. Uh, but we'll find someone um, who looks just like him. Yeah. So, again, full disclosure, you know, probably most of this was based on the fact that I first saw Hugh Grant um, when sc scanning this list and thought, ah, he's good, isn't he? Um, <laughs> and then sort of like, you know, what are some funny jokes you can make about his name? Um, but he, I think, is he he's an extremely likable person. And I think, so he was nominated for The Undoing. I don't know if you saw that. Absolutely not. Okay, no. Him and, and wait, was it Nicole Kidman? Um, really, really good. But he basically plays the bad guy, and it's great. He does a really good bad guy, and it he does do a me great think, like, bad guy. After like he decades does. of good guy, he's really come through with some. I feel like he's like purposefully chosen it to, mm, to break like, the the mold. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of him a, a bunch of him on screen at the same time, <laughs> um, as a kind of like mindless drone that is starting to learn and starting to like understand how to interact with other grants it, and what's happened to the real hugh grant uh, <laughs> um i hadn't thought about that but now that you say it i imagine him locked underneath washington dc <laughs> in a big milking machine <laughs> and he is hundreds of kilograms <laughs> and he's got like things attached to his teats 
And he is so tired. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. signed a contract when he was a much younger man. Because <laughs> um, it sounded like, well, you know, it was like a thousand. We'll give you a thousand dollars a day if we can just get your DNA whenever we want it. Um, and I guess coming off that uh, four weddings heat, I guess he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. So, and they so just he's, abused he's him. hairless mm-hmm. and being milked. For his DNA, yeah. he's and like a huge baby, like kind of like one of the the demon ghosts in uh, Spirited Away, just huge and blubbery. Great. So, so what is so what is 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 the is the show about kind of mm-hmm. human rights for these grants, or is the show about uh, rescuing this enslaved grant? Uh, the original grant. Mm. Um. Well, again, I hadn't really thought of the original grant, but. I guess I should think of him. To be honest, I kind of see it as like a post-racism, post-sexism world where there are no white men left. So it's kind of inspired. So there's like you know Lovecraft Country, Handmaid's Tale. These were both well nominated in the 2021 Emmys, but very much all of them lost each of their nominations for some reason. I don't know why, but they both have a kind of speculative fiction they're both about you know um bias and and mistreating minorities and so on but like writ large you know like kind of like get out you still get out yeah right like you take that concept of racism and you just turn it to 11 um so that you are just like just brutally destroying uh the other race or or the other gender in like handmaid's tale i think take that and then remove all white men and then start from scratch and it's so now we just live in a world like of 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 women and and people of color and everyone's happy Um, and we basically solved the problem of of poverty and racism and and sexism because the only white men are hugh grant and he's just doing all the work you know all the manual labor what happened to all the all the white men um that's a great question and it'll be answered in season two of grant me freedom great Great. And that's kind of the cliffhanger that we use to get at a season two, and also to buy time to write, season you know, answers two. to questions like that <laughs> and more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, I mean, you could just do something stupid yeah. like there was a disease. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or there was an angel. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an angel. Came. An angel took all the men. All the white men. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they all but went to left heaven. Hugh Grant. <laughs> in 1995, all white men went to heaven. <laughs> we all know this. But then <laughs> our story starts in 1997. When they forgot Hugh Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hugh Grant was hiding at that time. And they missed him. Hugh Grant was on the toilet. <laughs> and no one checked. <laughs> You Grant famously spent most of 1996 on the toilet, and so the angels never caught him. Anyway, that's all just premise to this show, which is um, Emmy-nominated and losing. Yeah, great. So, okay. So, so it's conspiracy. It's alternative history. Um, you know, make ask a lot of questions about race and gender, like important questions that I think we should confront as a society. And it's already much funnier than Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, which is as swept um, previous year's Emmys. So, which which uh, it holds the record, which holds the record for the most Emmys. So, I mean, it's already got nine based on how hilarious yeah. it is <laughs> by comparison to Shit's Creek. To Shit's Creek. Yeah, exactly. And there is nothing inherently funny about my pitch either which <laughs> says a lot about the poor quality of shit's creek i think you get some i think you get some comedy out of um every now and again you just cut to a bunch of grants and they're all just like completely bad like yes well i was gonna say that they're just all they're just so like baffled and and um befuddled befuddled <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and they're just but also very polite and i, I think you get that because like there's nothing about four weddings and a funeral that is inherently funny right I, especially if you go back and rewatch it it's it's mostly just hugh grant being like oh fuck fuckity fuck yeah, yeah yeah and all the characters like if they need to make a joke they just have to have one of the characters be like oh 
oh, bugger me, oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's basically funny because you're seeing people with posh accents um, say fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's basically kind of the source of comedy for this show as well, <laughs> which is just cutting to Grant whenever you need to. <laughs> get to need external laughs. Get, get your like Emmy required number of laughs per episode to so make we, it a comedy. We go from this harrowing scene of Hugh Grant strapped to this machine, <laughs> his body emaciated, yeah. and it's horrible and sad, and you see a tear <laughs> roll down his cheek onto the puddle yeah. of tears beneath him. Mm-hmm. And then we just cut to a bunch of grants going, oh, oh, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like while the someone is whipping Hill them. Theme song. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so we get comedy. We obviously get drama because this is, again, I hate to harp on it, but it's going to ask a lot of hard questions and offer. Even harder answers. I'm not sure, again, what any of those questions or answers are, but I know they're going to be about race, and I know they're going to be about gender, and I know they're going to be hard. So um, hard. Comedy, drama. We get... Um, I mean, it's a <laughs> limited series. I think it's just one. I think it's just one season. It's just half an episode, that. so there's that. <laughs> just half an episode. <laughs> but it goes for four hours. Um, and then you take an intermission, and then you realise we never came back to make <laughs> no, that. No, it's coming <laughs> Good <laughs> intermission, and it comes back, and it is four weddings and a funeral, but no one notices. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think as far as like competition and and reality TV show, um, that's that's a hard one because it's in such a alternative universe that no one can really relate to. But maybe we just have a segment where it's like people come in and try and do their best Hugh Grant impressions, or 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 maybe we again we don't actually get Hugh Grant, but we bring in people to act like him and that's the reality show component to it right <laughs> okay just regular it's just like an improv call it's like whose line is it anyway it's hugh hughes hughes line is it anyway hughes line and that's kind of the name of that section <laughs> like we have him go into an antique shop and they all have to try and yeah barter for it. <laughs> for a nice they have to like out boat. befuddle each other <laughs> yeah yeah they have to somehow be polite, but try and try and fight over. A, <laughs> yeah, like over a, they have to like a dish to put your salt s- in. What's scream <laughs> fuck through their teeth no. as loudly as possible without <laughs> anyone hearing exactly what they're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. beg your pardon. No, I heard you clearly say fuck, so You're you out. lose. <laughs> yeah, you don't win this. <laughs> nice. Clock with a <laughs> picture of a small it's boy okay. and his dog. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of. So they actually things. win <laughs> the antique, the kind of antiques roadshow <laughs> thing that they've been bartering for. Antiques roadshow is just filled with. It's the most British show because it's like yeah, expensive things that no. Yeah, me too. Maybe that's what we should have written because it's mm. expensive things that no one would want, but are like still <laughs> for some reason very special. <laughs> Like, ah, yes, here's a nice statuette of a young boy with his hands in his pockets whistling. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, worth (laughs) 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 £5,000. Yeah. (laughs) Here's an ashtray uh, made of mottled yellow glass. It's £10 million for that. Um, But why would you sell it? Oh, no, it's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It's priceless. Uh... So that's ground for freedom. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's it's grim, and that is often Oscar bait. And I, uh, yeah, you obviously uh, Oscar bait, damn it. Uh, Emmy mm. bait. Emmy um, bait. And Oscar bait. I think there are similar rules across. It's award bait. Yeah, I guess there are similar rules. Um, I would have liked to, yeah. It's not. It's still not totally clear to me what creates a good um, environment for an Oscar, for an Emmy winner. Um, no, I mean when you get things uh, like Shit's Creek just rolling through, it's um, yeah. Who knows? I mean, product production values clearly like the Crown must have spent a lot of money on their stuff, but it's also hard to know what makes a good Emmy winning show because again, we haven't seen any of them, um, <laughs> nor will we ever. <laughs> out of spite, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think that's the right way to wrap up. <laughs> they're officially <laughs> our Emmy our edition with just reminding people. How that we will never watch anything. <laughs> yeah. 
I would just I would I would actually like to to mention one last thing before we before mm. we leave. Um, <clears throat> a retired Emmy Award called mm. the Primetime Super Emmy Award. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. I just did a come. <laughs> I just listen to one, uh, which is a retired uh, Emmy Award. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Emmy Award. Uh, only does it, is it describing why it exists? It only existed for one for year. I'm a little confused <laughs> as to what okay. exactly it is. Uh, winners of a traditional Emmy would then compete against their genre counterpart for the same category. So comedy versus drama, miniseries versus telefilm. That's like this a tournament format. version. Yeah. Uh, so I guess to win a super Emmy, you, you had to have already announced who the winners were. Of the Emmy. And it would be like actor v actor. Is that the idea? Yeah, I guess so. Or so like, but in, in their like counterparts, it'd be like best leading actor versus best leading actress. I guess versus okay. best supporting actor versus best supporting actress. <laughs> like they're all fighting Yeah, what's other. the... <laughs> how do you slice this thing? <laughs> I mean... Is it different, like pitching men against women in a big kind of battle of the sexes thing? Or is it drama v comedy? Well, they, the example they give is drama v comedy. Um, okay. So in this case, it would be Josh O'Connor, who played Prince Charles in The Crown, versus Jason Sudeikis, who played a man in Ted Lasso. Was he the titular character? Is he Ted Lasso? I believe he was titular. <laughs> yes. Good. Highly titular. He was extremely titular. <laughs> or like, <laughs> I guess, like, I mean, the example they give... He won the like, award for most titular character. It was... Sorry, um, Kojak, which is a American cr- action crime drama versus MASH in the Super Emmy. Mm. So it's just those two. Uh, well, that's that's no competition, surely. Yeah, yeah, MASH, MASH won, apparently. Anyway, so what I'm saying is that, obviously, uh, maybe mine's a comedy, yours is a drama. They, they both win, and they bring back, I predict, for 2022, they have to bring back the primetime Super mm. Emmy Award to really split the difference between... Between our pitches. Between our two TV shows we pitched today. Yeah, our two very much angel-based TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um, yeah, I'm so impressed you've done all this research for the um, the Emmy edition. The only research I just did is that a Kojak is, a, is not a purebred dog. It's a cross between a Jack Russell Terrier and the Pembroke Welsh Corgi. Uh, Kojak Corgi. Jack Russell Terrier. So, you know, we both kind of did a bit of research um, and put in the same amount of effort. Yeah, it's important. Sort of for the episode. So also, also, I feel uh, like, yeah. I mean, I'm just, did you, uh, did you just look that up just then? No, no, I looked it up before. Oh, so that's just something you, you know. I looked it up before the episode, assuming that you would mention Kojak. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Always mm. assume that I'm going to mention Kojak. Yeah. It's my favorite American crime television series. <laughs> Yeah, from the seventies. Me too. <laughs> um, so uh, great. Christmas is over. Another yep. night of glitz and glamour um, <sighs> finishes, and a new year begins. That's right. For that big, um, glorious industry that we call television. Keep uh, keep your eye in the sky for mm-hmm. our TV shows. And if you think that one of our shows deserves to win the Super Emmy Award over the other, please let us know. Then what? Oh, yeah. How how do they let us know? Oh, they can write to us on our Instagram, Steamy Potential hmm. Podcast. Hmm. Or you can write a letter to me, um, Apartment Two, Twenty Four Twelve Stewart Street, Berkeley, California Nine Four Seven O Five. So certain that no one's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, I was like, should I dox myself? And I was like, ah. Eh. It's not doxing if no one hears it. To all the steam potters out there, our, mm. our, our stoners. <laughs> Which is a horrible Harry Potter inspired <laughs> sex move. <laughs> you know what it means. Uh, thank you <laughs> once again. And we'll, we'll see you next week. And we go back to non-Emmy-related pitches for TV shows. Our regular programming.